Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the newest episode of Cake Bites. I'm excited, as always, to have somebody new on the show, and Burly Legs is no different. He's a pro player in the fighting game community, known mostly for his Chun-Li and Street Fighter. He was a competitor on Street Fighter League Seasons 1 and 2, um, and his team, Team Inferno, won Season 1. He streams regularly on Twitch. He teaches people how to play fighting games, um, and I'm really excited to have him on the show to talk more about what he does um as always cake bites is brought to you by buzzsprout and squadcast without both of those services cake bites would not be what it is today and i'm forever thankful that they exist and uh has have really helped cake bites grow over the years so yeah without further ado here is broly legs place to start always and forever is um is how you got started playing games because i know that it's well it's been an unconventional journey for you um compared to most people um so if you could explain a little bit about your challenges in in gaming and and where it all started right well uh, i i am born with a disability called arthrogryposis uh it's a muscle deficiency uh since birth basically my, my muscles didn't grow normally like everyone else's uh, and it's especially more like in my limbs and my arms and, and like legs and stuff like that. So I can't walk, can't use my hands really that much. Um, so I kind of like learned to use like my neck muscles and my face and my chin and all that stuff to kind of be resourceful and like do things like pick up things. Like I could pick up, you know, cans of, you know, bottles of water in the mouth or cups or they're plastic, not glasses. Obviously that's a little too much, but, um, uh, so, yeah, when I was uh, two years old, my parents um, decided to get me a Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, not because, like, they knew I could play, but they just wanted to give me some ideas. Obviously, you know, I could read books and stuff like that, or, you know, maybe try coloring, but they wanted to try something new. And, um, you know, at the first part, it was my dad that was the one that's kind of like, playing the games and I was watching them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden, like, one day he uh, had to go and fix something. And so he left his, the controller on the ground and um, I started messing with it. You know, obviously couldn't use, pick, use my hands for the buttons. So like I put my whole wrist, like this left wrist, and I just like put it onto the control control pad to hold down the controller. Cause the problem was that like, I could put my face on it, but it kept moving around. And mm-hmm. so I needed to hold it. So I used my wrist to hold it. And I was like, well, you know, let me see if I could, you know, use the, the my, my wrist to, like, lean in on the left and right and see if I could control the character. And I could, and then I used my chin for the for the face buttons. And back then it was just, like, you know, 2D scrollers or whatever, so it was just left or right and just, you know, press A to jump or whatever. So uh, I learned how to do that at a very young age, too. And um, it just kind of just kept growing and fostering, you know, into something that I wanted to do regularly. It was... You know, one of those things where um, my parents finally found something that I was able to do on my own, um, mm-hmm. no real help other than like switch the cartridges or whatever. And then, um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where I started. I've just been gaming ever since. I've uh, I was always you know happy every birthday or Christmas to get something new. I was always 
you know, just really thankful and grateful that I could do something. Um, you know, being able to, you know, go outside and look at like all the neighbor kids, you know, riding their bikes or skateboarding or whatever. And I couldn't do any of that, but I was happy enough to be able to do something, uh, for myself and, you know, be, uh, it's funny too, cause like eventually all the neighbor kids would come to the house to play, you know, video games with me and, you know, I ended up being really good. So I would always, you know, beat them up or whatever. And stuff like that. Uh, so what were you playing? Um, like my first game that I completed was Super Mario Bros. 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got into like so many other games, like, you know, like Final Fight would do like the co-op stuff because then like, you know, three years later, my brother, my brother was born and he's been my, you know, companion ever since about just playing anything. We just play everything. Uh, and that's how kind of I got to that competitive side because we hated losing each other. I mean, I remember... When we were kids, like if any of us beat each other in Mario Kart 64, like the other person would just cry or like <laughs> whine to dad or something like that. Like, you know, he beat me. My dad was first the one to compete with me. And I could never beat him, never beat him. And then I finally beat him. And then, you know, then my brother started playing. <laughs> and uh it was really fun. It was it was a it was a good experience. Um, you know, really really great memories. And I think it was just something that, you know, kept me from feeling too bad or too sorry because it was something that I could do. And, you know, I was really thankful for that. That's amazing. And, um, and when did you start competing in tournaments? Cause it seems like you and your brother were doing that, have been doing that for a long time. Yeah. It started around 2004. Wow. Um, and how old are you now? I'm 31. 31? Uh, 32 in 12 days. Oh, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got into Smash Brothers Melee uh, in the early 2000s. We we kind of just played it and, and competed. And we just like the first thing we we're doing, like oh, let's un- unlock everybody, and then we started playing, and then we started competing, you know. And then it got like really competitive between us to where like you know we kept you know wanting to see who was the best. And at the time, I was visiting my mom in Houston, mm-hmm. and there was this place. Um, I think it was called like Valley Velocity Games or, or no, not Valley. No, not that one. It was something like something Velocity Games. Maybe it was uh, Valley Velocity. But um, and we went to their place and it was just four people. And they're like, oh, just team up and just have like, a you know, a set, whatever. Like, you know, we'll just play. That was like our, our first tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that we were all big shit. We were just like, you know, we we're all great and stuff like that. And we got our ass like you know beat real bad and we were just like wow to the point where we were just we didn't want to do it anymore we were like wow we can never get to that level and i was like the one like no come on and, you know let's just let's practice and learn and this is before youtube this is before you know there was just forums and stuff and so uh we ended up going back you know we lived in brownsville with my dad so we went back to brownsville and we started competing with you know people there and we you know in high school i got to meet up with friends that played uh, I remember my best friend in, in freshman uh, high school and he was like talking about, about this new guy and he's like oh this guy's really good you'll never beat him blah blah <laughs> and so we play and yeah I, I did lose but it was really really close so I felt like oh like you know I it could have been anyone that won and uh yeah that, that, that's kind of started the, the whole competition thing that my my uh, uncle opened up a store down down there called VVG's and we pretty much uh, ran tournaments there every Saturday. Uh, and it got big enough to where it was like, you know, one city versus another city. And we had like a lot of 
lot of stories, a lot of, you know, not not like bad blood in the sense of like, you know, wanting to hurt each other, but like there's a lot of like bad blood and, you know, bad mouthing each other and <laughs> who wants to be the best? It was just competitiveness, like straight up competitiveness. And yeah, that's where it started. I, I honestly kept going and, and after that just transitioned to Street Fighter 4 and um, Street Fighter 4, like the first one that you played competitively? Yeah, like like other than like Melee, Street Fighter 4 was like the first traditional fighting game. I mean, I had played like Guilty Gear, Accent Core, but like I wasn't really, I kind of like learned and played fighting games with that game, but I didn't really compete until Street Fighter 4. And I wasn't into it at first. I was kind of like, nah, I really like Guilty Gear. I don't really want to play Street Fighter. But then all my friends started transitioning, transitioning to that game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to keep up with the crowd. I learned, you know, other characters before I got to Chun-Li, and, and I finally did. It took me up a couple of a couple months, maybe almost a year, to, to that I finally got, like, top eight places at local and was able to compete and travel. And, and even, be, even before all this, like, I had been traveling already for about five years. Like, mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, you know, Smash Brawl, we would go to Browns or Houston. There's, like, so many stories that I... I kind of want to write a book about it. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, like the adventures of going. Because I'll tell you one story, and it's it's pretty funny. It's like tell me as many as you want. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll tell you a couple. So one story was um, we so we would always travel. Uh, Brownsville's like I don't know if you know where Brownsville is, but like it's Mountain like, Valley. Yeah, it's like in the southern, but like pretty much right by SPI. It's like right there. Brownsville's right there, like border of Mexico. So we're about six hours from Houston, and we're about like four and a half hours to, to San Antonio. And so back then we weren't. There was no sponsoring. There was no, you know, big companies or whatever. There was, like MLG was just starting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to go, and uh, we decided to go and compete and and be in the thing for whatever we wanted. And so uh, my mom stopped stepping in. Uh, and so like the thing that was so incredible was that we all it was like about four or five of us it was me my brother and like my cousin and then like two other people and so we were all like hey let's go to let's go to this tournament let's go to houston i was like dude i have no money and my dad wasn't gonna give me a you know 100 bucks he gave us like maybe 60 and said here good luck so for those tournaments we never stayed at a hotel mm-hmm. we never stayed at uh we never like spent if, if it was a day our basically our travel was wake up at two in the morning travel for six hours get there at eight in the morning sleep in the parking lot till 10 and then wake up go to the tournament and then come back the same day like right when we all of us were eliminated drive back and so one of these days there was other people that wanted to go really bad and i was like but dude i want to go you know and i was one of the better ones i wasn't the best one but i was one of the better ones and they're like, well, you know, do you mind going in the trunk? And I was like, <laughs> I don't mind going in the trunk. Like, it's fine. And so they're like, and the, the only thing is that because, you know, we didn't have anything for drinks or anything, so we brought our own drinks. So we put an ice chest. So I got in the trunk, and then the ice chest was on top of me the whole time. And we traveled for six hours to the tournament. I mean, back then – it was just that was just the way it was like back then we did anything we could to go and do these tournaments we didn't care what we did there was tournaments where we went to strangers house there was tournaments where we slept in the car there was tournaments where i had to play on a stool on a bar stool because they had no tables 
I had to, you know, like, there's just so many things, so many stories, some of them that I really just can't see <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on the screen, but, like, I'll, maybe I'll, like, I'll write it down, but, like, there's some embarrassing stories, too, but, like, yeah, that's one of the first stories. Like, I've even gotten out of, like, we've gotten pulled over, and I got us out of tickets and stuff like that, wow. we were speeding and things like that. It was just, it was one of those things where, like, people... Like nowadays, it's like oh, like you know, my my plane is like like delayed, and oh, like I you know I have to stay overnight to a hotel, or oh, like you know I'm gonna have to sleep on the floor of a hotel room or whatever because I don't have a room to stay. And I'm like, man, that ain't nothing. Before we had to like we had we we did whatever we could to go to church because we loved it. Yeah. And um, I do miss those times. Those those times were were pretty cool. I don't know if I'm I'm young enough to go in trunks anymore and be. In, <laughs> under an icebox or something like that but uh, <laughs> but at least you have the story to tell now <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure for sure for sure yeah um and you're known mo you're you're pretty you're really well known for playing street fighter um it seems you're a grandmaster street fighter player and mm -hmm. um <clears throat> it seems like I, I saw that um like capcom and street fighter have done um They've done videos on you um espn has done a video on you what What's that been like for you as a, a competitive player and um, for you personally? Well, you know, at first, at first, when it, when it, when people became or well, got to know me, and like you know, play like oh, he plays his face and that's amazing and this and that. Like I really didn't pay much attention to it. Like I really didn't even care as much because I cared too much about being a competitor. I didn't care about anything else. Like my goal was always to be the best. Even though I could never, I, I would never reach that point, or even though, like, you know, I was never considered the best, like, I just, I didn't, like, people would come up to me and be like, oh, like, you know, can I have your autograph? It was, like, the first time I even went to Evo and stuff, and I was like, and this was 2011, and I was like, I don't, I, like, I was like, yeah, sure, and I never denied anybody, but I kind of was like, you know, I'm just here to play, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like, all the fuss, I don't know what's all the fuss about, like, you know, yeah, I play my face, but I've been playing too long with other people that don't, don't care, or, like, not that they don't care, but like they kind of treat me as everyone else. Mm -hmm. That that's kind of like my goal. That's always been my goal to treat myself like you know, be treated as everyone else. And it's fine if I'm not because you know I was good enough to carry myself and and you know eventually beat them and you know show them like yeah you know I, I don't got hands to play, but I can still you know whoop your ass or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but then you know like when 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 uh, Street Fighter Five started coming out and Capcom wanted me to be their ambassador. It was something that I started thinking about pretty heavily, like what it means to be on that scope, be on that level with other people, other legends of the scene, um, what they bring to the table, what what it what their names mean to others. Like I started thinking about what my story means to people. You know, maybe to me because I live with it every day. Like I'm just like, oh, it's, it's nothing. Like you know, I I'm cool. Like you know, it's just everyday life. But to others that don't get to see me everyday life, like they get to see just parts of it, and they're so amazed and they want to support, and that that kind of like really drove me to me like think like man maybe I should you know embrace this role as a role model to people or like you know an inspiration to people, and obviously it's not something that I like, you know go around and bragging about and stuff <laughs> like that. It's just you know if, if people do it, then great you know if I am cool and um, 
I always thought it was just a huge blessing. And and then, you know, having the story with ESPN and being able to have like a, a, a bigger scope of what my life is, what my day-to-day travel is, you know, being able to – I had just gone like the – maybe about four years ago was my first time ever being on a plate. Oh, wow. plane, you know, my yeah, my, my parents were always like, I don't think you can do it. You can't sit because I can't even sit on a chair for too long. My like thighs are like kind of like my lower back starts hurting and my thighs are hurting because all the weight's on one side. And so like it gets pretty unbearable. Like there's there's even flights where like so what we usually do is we'll go and we'll usually ask like, oh, is there is the flight full? And if there's not, then they'll give me they'll let me, you know use another another chair so I can lay down, right? Mm -hmm. I won't have any trouble. It's perfect. I'm good. But sometimes the flights are full. Sometimes there's nothing they can do about it, so I have to be steady, like, sitting up. Mm -hmm. And some of those flights are long, like going to California or going to, you know, Vegas and stuff from Texas, even going from Brownsville. And and that was another thing. When I lived in Brownsville, I had to do two flights because there was nothing connecting Brownsville to a major city. So I would have to fly to like Austin or I would fly to Houston and then fly. So that's mm-hmm. two flights I had to go through sitting, you know, sitting on my, you know, standing up or, or sitting up straight. And so a lot of those times it's like you get, it, it kind of gets to me like, like physically. Cause it's like, I do I even want to travel because I don't even want to go through this. But you know, at the same time, the, the competitiveness still state is still there. And I still like to seeing everyone and meeting everyone. And, uh, it's just, you know, going back to, to, to Capcom and ESPN, it's always great to share my story with everyone. Um, I think it's important to, like, to those who, who you know, might not think they're good enough to play or they might not feel like they're good enough to go and travel. You know, I try to, you know, be the person to show them, like, hey, if I can do it, why can't you do it? You know, and, and give yourself no excuse to try and that's always been my message lately. It's just, you know, just try. And you don't know if you can or not. And if you can't, at least you can say you tried didn't, instead of saying you didn't. So um, it's, been, it's been very impactful to, for me to, to be able to be on those stories and, uh, you know, compete. And that's why I keep competing, even though uh, right now is a rough time and, you know, tournaments are not really there. I still kind of get online. I still, you know, I still teach people and uh, keep everything going as normally as possible. So... Um, it's just been a great time, you know, being on, on those things and a huge accomplishment to be on an ESPN magazine and especially on, on a show of theirs. It's just like one of my dreams come true kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And you, I mean, and, and you, you have written a, an autobiography, right? Mm-hmm. You have shared your story and, and, and streaming on Twitch seems like a really great way to connect with people as well, which you stream pretty regularly also, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been uh, been streaming uh, pretty pretty regularly. Uh, try to keep it really, you know, Street Fighter centered, and I, I've been using it more to like get in touch with other people, like wanting to learn. I try to like offer myself, you know, like, hey, you want me to you know, analyze your replays? Do you want me to play against you? Tell you what you're doing wrong? Because there's a lot of players that 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 don't have, you know. I was always blessed to have somebody here, my brother. That's you know, if I needed someone to compete with, he's right mm-hmm. there. If I need someone to play with, he's right there. But there's a lot of people that don't have that, that their only thing is online. They, they have no one to guide them or teach them. And uh, not even, like just a community in general. And so I try to offer myself to them to say, hey, you know, 
you need someone to help you. You need someone to tell you what you're doing wrong. I'm your guy. You know, I'll I'll be the one to to, to tell you, and and I'll be honest with you. And I've trained a lot of students. I mean, I've been doing it for almost six years now. Train people in countless countries. Like I'm, I right now I have someone from China, someone from Japan, and I have someone from. Um, I think he was in Thailand last time. Wow. So yeah, it's just, it's just like you know, like obviously. Connections are not the greatest. Like obviously, you know, it's, it's, you're getting, it's not the same thing as being offline and right next to each other. But I, I try to like center my sessions more like advice and information and give them the tools that they need mentally and what they can look for to improve themselves. And uh, it's been pretty well. It's been going doing great, and I still keep those students for months and months. So uh, it's really helpful and really great to to have that kind of. Uh, experience and um and yeah the, the book the, uh, that i wrote is called my life beyond the floor i wrote it when i was 25 and uh it took about a year like almost two years mm -hmm. uh, to write I, I actually typed it all with the chopstick actually i have it right here <laughs> this right here to type because i can't use um my fingers to type mm -hmm. and a lot of you know it's funny too because when i was when i was growing up a lot of my, I had like OTs, like uh, occupational therapists, physical therapists, and they would tell me like, why don't you use like, you know, those voice activated things? Like you could just record your voice and the computer will type for you. And I would do training for it, like when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and then like it would always like mess up here and there, and I would have to do all these. I was so frustrated with these things. Like, <laughs> have to be like spelling the word, like I'll say like, uh, the, you know, like the cat is big or whatever. And like they'll make they'll make a mistake somewhere, so then you would have to say like all these commands are like oh scratch that or go back and this and that. And I was so frustrated that I was like, nah, you know, I'm just gonna use this because back mm -hmm. then I used a pencil. Like I, I had a unsharpened pencil, so I would use that to poke buttons and things like that. So it was really helpful to like actually use that and type with those things rather than anything else. I was just more of a physical person to like go into those things. Because um, you don't use an adaptive controller or anything for, no, no, for I don't. what you play. No, no, I I, I use an X, just a regular old Xbox 360 controller. Um, they're actually pretty rare, which is really weird, but I guess you know because it is an older controller. But um, I use I've been using that because it's the most comfortable, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like I like the GameCube controller. I can't play the PS the PlayStation one. No. So when I play on like other consoles, I have to use a converter. Uh, so that it'll work. So, like, I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen in the next generation of consoles, and hopefully I can, you know, play on Because the, the reason I can't play on the PlayStation ones is that the control sticks are, like, low. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just a weird angle to put my whole face on the control stick and reach the buttons. But the, for some the, reason, the Xbox ones are fine, so... Did you see... Have you seen the DualSense, the new ones for the PS5? They showed mm -hmm. them off, I think, last week. They... They're, they look a lot more like an Xbox One controller to me, mm -hmm. like shape-wise. Um, mm -hmm. Like they're a lot thicker. They still have that touch screen on it, but there's, yeah. but so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that, um, hopefully it's better for you though. Yeah, because they sent me, I was actually one of the few that were able to like test out the the adaptive control on the Xbox One, like, those, like the square with like, the circles on it and stuff. Um, and even then, like, I was just kind of like, like, I like it. It's good and it works, but it's just not for me. I'm just, I don't know. Like, part of me is kind of too stubborn to, like, learn something new. It's like, it works. Like, I'm good. You know, I don't want to, like, change it up. But, 
they said they were well i've heard that they're like some some companies were were trying to design the controller for me so we'll, we'll see how that goes but um Hey, cool. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's been really great. I, I honestly just been, um, I've been, I've been trying to do whatever whatever works. Actually, um, there's a new update on the Switch, which was amazing. I don't know if you heard that you can now button map your controllers to anything you want, like any buttons to anything. Oh. So, and it's like the system, so it's not even like in the game. It's like the system you can set it the way you want it. So you don't have to do it for every single work on any game, yeah. So I've always been a big, um, like I've always told like people like, why well, can't just companies just button map every game and we'll be fine, you know? Like I would be super happy if I could do that, and then I would be able to play any game in the world. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not how it goes. And I don't know. It's always like one of those you know mind-boggling things where if it was a feature in there or something that you could just button map. I'd be super happy. That's why I'm kind of like thinking about maining PC now because you can just do that with other programs. But mm-hmm. we'll see. And do you do you do work with any um, like organizations? Um, like I feel like I've th- have you done work with Able Gamers before? Yes. Yeah, or- so, so Able Gamers is like um, we we got in contact a couple years ago. Um, pretty much. I had a friend that like like met up um, with Mister uh, Mister Spawn. I was always talking with him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like like if you ever needed controls, just because I needed a control back then, and I finally bought one off the online." And so uh, so he had told me like, "Oh why why don't you just ask us? We'll find you a remote." I was like, oh, "Okay, like I didn't know, you know, you know whatever, like you know, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll let you know next time I need one." Mm-hmm. And so. Um, then I needed like a laptop, and I was like looking for deals and things like because I wanted to actually stream like legit and and stuff. And so I went to him, and he's like, "How about this? Like, we'll get you the laptop if you, you know, work with our company or help with us. Like, you know, kind of give him the you know the spotlight, help him get the spotlight, get him needs." Because I was pretty well known, and like I wasn't really with anybody. I was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> I was kind of like the face now of the company. <laughs> bit uh and i was like well i guess i guess so like i could do that so i did that and they were like yeah we'll help you go to tournaments and stuff and i was like okay that's cool and, and honestly like they they only help like they you know i always use or allow them to like help me go to evo mm-hmm. i really never asked them for like anything other than that i, I always kind of felt like oh like yeah i'm kind of sponsored by them but i i knew they they weren't like a team it was just more of a you know an organization to help those spread awareness to like those that are disabled that want to play and kind of try to include them, you know, and, and I've, I've spoken for them. I've, you know, talked to, to, to other people, uh, other gamers that are they're in the same boat. That's how, that's how I got to work with the adaptive controller as well was through them. And so yeah. uh, they've been a great company. I still consider them, you know, you know, part of my family and stuff. And I'm always talking to, to them and, you know, seeing what they need and things like that. But um, it's just, yeah, it's it's a great organization. They really helped me out, like, actually see that. They kind of like, are the ones that kind of like, help me focus more on, like, what I mean to people and what I can bring to them and, you know, what my story can achieve. So um, they're pretty much the only ones. I haven't really worked with anyone other, other than them. But, you know, it's, 
I don't know. I have a problem like putting myself out there too. So I'm just like, <laughs> no. one of those things. Well, it seems like you're doing a pretty good job. Um, you have a lot of people that follow you, and it seems like a lot of people enjoy watching you on Twitch. For six years, you've been teaching people. That's like ha- almost that's half a decade, more than half a decade of of players. Mm-hmm. And do you stay in contact with the with your students? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I get I get uh, trolled a lot by my family because I still use Skype because that's how I what I used back then. So like, I'll still Skype them and stuff, or I'll still <laughs> talk to them. Um, there's actually this one student, like, and I was, I can you now super nervous because, um, so I play, I still keep up with Smash, like even the newest ones. So I, I offer training in that one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's your like, main? Huh? Uh, I main uh, Lucina and DDD, and I'm trying Banjo. I'm trying Banjo, but uh, do you play as well? I do. I'm not like really, really great or anything. I like Pac-Man. I like Almar. I would, think, I would figure you were a Pikachu because, you know, you're no. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I do. Pikachu's fun to watch, but I really like Olimar. I really like, um, nice. I like Zero Suit too, um, but I feel mm-hmm. like she's a little bit like everyone plays her, I feel like. Uh, I tried playing Zero Suit. I, I liked her and I tried playing her seriously in 4, but I, I tried playing it in this one and I just like, I don't know, just she feels like too, too competitive or not too technical for me. So I'm just like, I'd rather just go with the sword because I've always played, like, Mark. Like, mm-hmm. I've always played Mars in, in Melee, and then I'm just like, I can play Mars, and I'm like, no, there's a girl version of Mars. I'm going to play her now. And, <laughs> and then uh, DDD was just like, I was doing really well, like, the first few months because nobody knew what to do. So I was just like, oh, you know, DDD is pretty cool. And now, now I'm, like, really trying to, like, play Banjo. But uh, I'm not, like, super competitive. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really compete as much in Smash. Like, I'll still join tournaments. If there's an event and they have Smash, I'll join it. Like, I'll 100% always join it. But I don't ever really, like, consider, like, I don't really train for a practice like I do for Smash or for Street Fighter. It seems like the fighting game community is just a really fun community to be, be a part of, no matter what game it is. That For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I remember one time, it was so, it was so like, funny because my friend got real bad. But uh, I went to this one tournament in Tennessee. And this is like one of the first Smash Four tournaments that I like was out there, and I and I joined it. I almost got top eight, and um, I, I was doing that in Street Fighter, and like you know, like right there, the same day, you know, and the event was just there was just like two different rooms, and like I swear, like I, I was like being greeted by the Smash players there, like everybody was talking to me and being nice and this and that, and then I'll go to the Street Fighter one, and it's like just a couple people are like only Texas players would talk to me or something like nobody everybody was just like too serious so i jokingly told my friend i'm like man like the smash community is just better man like they just they like treat me better and stuff i don't know like because i stopped really like focusing on smash uh and when i was full street fighter like i really didn't touch smash anymore so i was just like happy that like you know they knew me and they were like really into like the story and stuff like that so i told him that and he's all like wow you would betray us like that this and that <laughs> And I was like, I mean, you know, like they're pretty nice, man. I don't know. And they, they generally were. Like I really had like some of the best times traveling for Smash Terms. Even though I hate Brawl, like I, I had the most fun during that time traveling. It was just funny, like the road trips, the events that we go to, the people we met, like there was a time where we, we literally went to a tournament, we needed a place to stay. I mean we could have drove back, but we wanted a place to stay. Oh, because some of us made it to the next day. So we mm-hmm. had to stay somewhere. 
And so this kid that was in the tournament was like, oh, I got this big house. Y'all can stay at my place. And I was like, for real? So we were like, all right, let's go. And so it was like this 15-year-old kid inviting all these dudes to his house. And it was like this big-ass house. And he invited us, and we, we all slept, like, on the foyer room, like, on the, on the upper, because it was a two-story, you know, house or whatever. And so we're there, and his parents wake up, and they're, like, super rich. And they're like, who are these people, like? <laughs> and he comes out, and he's like, oh, mom, I invited them, and, like, don't worry, I'm fine, and so then. It's just, like, super random. We're just, like, so, like, out of place. We're just, like, smash kids just sitting there play or whatever we're like dude let's get out of here we don't want to get in trouble with these people so uh but that's how it was it was just like people didn't care we, we stayed out of other people's houses we all like game till four or five in the morning we slept you know in their living rooms or whatever it was just mm-hmm. it was just the times it was just the way it is it's like fighting game players we can like everyone i just feel like oh we need a hotel room and we need like the right equipment and then i'm just like man you know i get it but it's just it's just the way it was, but um, but yeah, like uh, I trained this one kid, and this is the youngest kid I've ever had to train. He's like eleven years old, <laughs> and I was like, because his dad is the one that signed up, you know. Like usually, I'll get an email and I'll say like, oh, like who he is and this and that, and like what time do I train him, what you know, what's uh, what's the game and this and that. And so I was there, and he was like, oh, he messaged me, like, the day before, and he's like, yeah, it's not for me, it's for my son, and I want you to train him because he's going to go to tournaments, and, uh, you know, he's looking forward to, like, you know, playing with the best here locally and stuff like that. And I was so nervous because, like, I didn't want to fail him, and I didn't want him to, like, feel bad if he loses because, like, obviously I'm not guaranteeing that you're going to win. You know, I'm just here to improve. I mean, we did improve it. We did play but I was so scared to, like, fail, I guess. I was, like, so nervous the first time. He's like, oh, yeah, so it's going to tournament Saturday, and so Friday was our last training setup. And so Saturday, I was, like, literally on my phone checking my Skype every freaking, like, five minutes because I was, like, wondering how he did. So I would, like, be like, oh, how's he doing? How's he doing? And he ended up going, like, two and two or three and two, and his dad was super happy and, you know, wanted me to keep training his kid, his son for a long time and this and that. But I was kind of, like, on the fence because, like, after, like, a couple of sessions more, I was just, like, you know, Smash isn't really my – like, it's my thing, but it's not really, you know. Like, I can't train more than, the, like, maybe, you know, eight, nine times, ten, ten hours, and that's it. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell them. Mm-hmm. So I had to finally tell I was so so nervous because I didn't want to, you know, let him down. And so I told his dad, I was, like, hey, like, you know, after this, I can't, I can't really offer, you know, anymore. Like, he's already learned everything from me. And I don't want it to be a waste of time because it just ended up being where I was literally playing him, talking about his day. Like that's how it was. Literally, we would talk about One Piece or something, and I was just like, I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even watch the show. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is cool. But like you know, like obviously I was you know trying to give him like feedback and giving him positive information. But at the end, I was just like, I'm not really doing anything. You know, we're just mm-hmm. playing, and you know, hey, I'll see you next week or something. So. So, yeah, I told his dad, and his dad was like, yeah, yeah, I totally understand. Like, you know, I know there's limits and stuff. So, so, but I keep in touch with him. It was funny, too, because he actually, his dad actually wanted to sign up for his own lessons. Oh. So he can start playing with his son. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That is that's, so cool. Uh, so, but I, I haven't heard back from him. I, I should message him and see how they're doing. But I keep in touch with a lot of my students. A lot of my students, 
still message me or watch me stream. They'll still like sign up sometimes, and you know, I haven't. I've only had one student like quit. You know, like just didn't want to do it anymore. Like I, I, and I felt bad because like I really tried with that guy, but it's just you know some. I, I don't know. I hate to say like some people can play, and some people can't. I feel like everybody can play. It's just he never got over his issues of like execution and. He was too bogged down with something. Something yeah, was like, holding like, back. I could, I could tell that he was like a very like emotional driven person. I mean, you could just tell when you talk to people that like they get so angry sometimes or they get mad and they bl- and it's hard to like be positive around. Like it started to be really hard to be positive around him. And so like you know, I mean, I obviously I never like yelled at a student or like told them or anything because I'm like they're paying for their time here. Like they paid mm-hmm. me to to train them and stuff. But like with him, I was just kind of like, I wasn't ever fed up, but I was really like, oh, maybe we should try something else or something. But uh, he just, you know, yeah, I think he eventually just gave up. And I, I think he just needs those like months. And I, I feel like he's just going to like mess with me and say, oh, let's, let's train again or something. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I got all the time in the world. But still, you know, it's just. And you've also been doing um, like moderating online tournaments. You said you, you helped start some too, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, it started with with Street Fighter. It was it was it was like some weird. It was like a Bud Light, you know, tournament that they. You know, that's why because we they usually get you know organizations to you know say hey we want to use your forum or your your website for tournament brackets, and so like I don't do any of that. They just tell me hey this is what you do this 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 weekend you're working. League of Legends. This weekend you're working Overwatch, so I'm like, okay, and you know, we we do everything pretty much on Discord, and I have, um, you know, I pretty much overlook it. And if there's problems, someone has an issue, there's someone who wants to report cheating, or someone wants to report like, you know, people didn't show up, then I'll go there and I'll you know look see what happens, and I I try to make the bracket run as smooth as possible, and so. Yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years now. Um, it's it's great. I got to meet people. Um, you know, they're they're really nice people, really kind. I mean, I've with that job, it's like you can you pretty much work. You can be work. You, you're open twenty four hours, like almost. Not like and, and that's to your thing. Like if you want to make money, like back then, I was like, dude, I'll do whatever job. I don't care. So yeah, I'm mean, all right. Well, here's here four in the morning. I want you to run Fortnite for Europe. <laughs> and you do not want to run Fortnite at Europe. <laughs> they are bad. They are bad. Like people just cheat all over the place. Like they don't even care. They just oh. they just do it. And it's like, dude, it's four in the morning. I want to go to bed. And sometimes I'm stupid enough to like, nah, I'll just stay up. Don't worry. Cause I'll have like a shift at three in the morning. And then I'll have a shift at one PM. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll stay up. And I'm just like dead but it's like four or five i'm just like dude i should have just slept but um but it's cool like i get to learn a lot about other communities i get to like see people i get to like you know see how things are run and how other tournaments are being run and you know it's cool like you know i, I liked it a lot especially when i was playing those games like league and overwatch and her so i was playing a lot of those games that i was like yeah i, I understand the rules i know i understand how how tournaments work so it should be easy you know but there's other stuff that I've done that are like, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just learning as I'm going. Like I've done StarCraft two turns and I'm like, I have no idea what 
anyone's doing, <laughs> but I know how to read the rules that I just administer the rules. So that's it. So, um, but it's it's been a great it's been fun. I, I really like it, enjoy it. It's you know it's work from home, so mm-hmm. don't have to go anywhere. I've actually worked at a tournament. Like I went to Texas Showdown, and I had no pool. I had no matches to like seven, and I was like, does it is there a computer here? And so like they're like, yeah, there's a computer over there. So I literally got on the computer to work, like from my phone and on the computer. For like two hours, because I was like, if I'm as long as I'm here, I'll just work, make some money, and then go back to the tournament. So I actually had to work sometimes when I'm out of the house, but it's been really cool. I, I actually really like it. And are you a part of any like Street Fighter um, competitive leagues or anything right now? No, not since uh, Street Fighter League. Um, oh. We we were in it um, last last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was my first time ever going uh, for season one and season two. Um, we, well, there was like a full, there was like a, a, like a popular vote contest. So you had to get the most votes to, to be in it. And, uh, so I was like, literally, if you were like anywhere near, like linked to any of my social medias, like if you were my friend or whatever, I'd probably message you saying vote for me. Like I literally found <laughs> it to everybody. I don't even care who it was. I don't even care if it was like my aunt or whatever. So like, I just did a just message everybody. I was like, please vote for me. And so, and then I spread into my workplace and everything. So I eventually got in. I was, I was actually surprised that I got that many votes. And uh, so I made it in uh, and then luckily got on a really good team and uh, we did pretty well. We, 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 the first season we won. So we got all, all of us got like uh, rings and, you know, championship rings and stuff. It was really cool. One ten thousand dollars So I was able to use that to, buy myself a van that because i didn't have no car at the time uh the car that i had was broken down and didn't work anymore so i got a new van and uh yeah everything was really working really great and um uh got to season two and that, that one unfortunately we didn't do so well but it was so it was so fun we got to we flew to california stayed there a whole week everything was paid for all the whole week everything was you know, like food was paid for, you know, all everything like traveling and stuff, like Ubers and it was just really it was really nice to go. Like I'd never been to California since then. Wow. Uh, like before that. So I was able to like try all the new things and you know, but I actually went to a theater. Uh I went to um like one of the their big like really big theaters. Like it was like an IMAX or anything. And we saw I, was, I think we saw like Hobbs and Shaw or something. I don't know. It was something <laughs> dumb, but we just like, I wanted to go and I wanted to try. And it was like super expensive. And I was like, whatever, you know, might as well we're here. So uh, it was really, it was fun. I got to meet a lot of the, the top players. Got to talk to them on stuff, you know, stuff. Got to get to know them. Uh, made some friends there and stuff. And, you know, just see how things were done. And got to be on camera, you know. It was like a literally like a film, like a show. And so they would they would tape like you know two episodes at a time, and you know it was just it was really cool. Like I really enjoyed it. It was really fun, like a brand new experience for me. And uh, you know I tried tried to get on season three, but you know I know they wanted other people to get you know the, the spotlight. I was there for two seasons. And <laughs> I tried to make it fun. Like you know I I knew I wasn't gonna be like one of like the better players, and you know like try like obviously I'm competitive. And obviously I'm gonna try my best every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always try to make it fun. I was always like, 
you know, shit talking people here and there, like on the camera, like, you know, it's like, just kind of like riling them up a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of just be comedic with it too. And like, you know, have, make it a good time. Cause everyone like, I feel it's just so serious when we're playing. Like everyone's like, you know, oh, my camera, I gotta like, you know, be presentable and this and that. And I'm just like, if you're, if you, if they don't want you to say something, they'll tell you or they'll edit it out. Like, just, you know, obviously, I wouldn't like, cuss them out or anything, but it was just funny. Like, oh, like, you know, you like that, or you know, like things of that nature. So it was really fun. It was just, you know, just, just cool to 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 be around. But, um, but yeah, it was really really fun. I got to do it in two last year two times. So nice. I know this year they they postponed it to August, but we'll see how it goes. And um, and so what are you playing right now mostly? What everyone else in the world is playing, you know that Final Fantasy Seven. We all gotta be playing that game. That game is amazing. Uh, have you have you got a chance to play it or try it? No, not yet. I haven't. Yeah, I went to one of the perks actually from going to Street Fighter League last year is that we got to fly to E3 for like an exhibition. Mm-hmm. And so it was like me and my brother's like dream. We were like, dude, we were, we were literally at E3. Oh my god, you know. And we were able to because we since we were like pretty much part of Capcom, we can go in, like, anytime, like, even earlier than, like, the people in lines and stuff. So we got to, like, try, we got to, like, you know, explore every single part of that. And that's when they first had the E3 um, demos Demo. for 5 out of 7, so. Um, I got to play it at E3. That was where I played it, and I knew it was going to be good. I'm not surprised. I just haven't gotten my hands on it yet. Okay, yeah, it's really good. I mean, they, it's a fleshed out 40 plus hour game. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really, I'm actually a hard mode. The, the fortunate thing is that like you have to beat it once to get a hard mode. So I, had, me and my brother, literally like just played it like thoroughly, and then the second time around, that's what I'm streaming it. So I'm streaming that, doing all the hard mode stuff, and yeah, it's just it's really great. Like I've been. I even bought the. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you he is. Class, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see clouds. I actually, I had to do it. That's what I was saying about E3. Is like they announced the bundle, and I was like, I'm playing it. I don't care. Just buy it. <laughs> so really cool. That's awesome. And are you playing anything um, like competitive? You mentioned Overwatch. Are you gonna play Overwatch too? Uh, I'm thinking about playing Runeterra, hmm. a card game for League of Legends. Um, I played it a lot in the beta, and I was really, I got it really good. I really like the card game and the mechanics and everything, and it's really fun. Like you get to do these strategic stuff. I played Teppin, which is like the fighting game card game, but I like it. But at the same time, like you have to be kind of fast and you have to like do reaction stuff. And I'm just like, uh, like I, I, I mean, I don't mind, and I play it. But at the same time, like every time they balance things, I'm just like they balance things too soon or. I kind of want to let things play out. So when they start balancing stuff a lot, I kind of get disinterested. That's why I stopped playing Hearthstone because they kept just changing things over and over. And I was just like, yeah. I'm not really into it. Um, <laughs> other than that, I just, no, I've just been playing you Street play Fighter. I do try out other fighting games like Grand Blue. Um, you know, I, I was playing a little bit of, of Sam Show. Um, but I've just really just been playing like those those kind of games right now. And, just trying to enjoy myself, especially through the downtime now. But like students, I just got a new student. Like you know, just uh, on Thursday, I get to train a new person. Yeah. So I'm always keeping myself kind of like in, in fighting game shape, and I'm always like playing and trying to, you know, just teach as many people as I can and and be helpful to them and stuff like that. So. And when cool. people when you're teaching people, are you pe- are you teaching them Chen Li, or are they? Uh, surprisingly, no. Uh, surprisingly. 
I'm pretty much open game to any character. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like what I specialize is like the fundamentals of the of the game and like what you're supposed to look for mentality wise, how you game plan things like that. I, I know pretty much basic combos with every character. I do have like my limits. Like I'll tell someone like oh, I really can't really play that character, but uh, I do have Chun Li students. I do have students that actually, you know, focus just on Chun Li, and that's really great. And I can pretty much teach them anything. I can talk for days of that character. <laughs> but um, no, like my couple of my students. One of my students plays Kage. Another student um, plays Zeku and Manat. And it's just like one of those things where I just, you know, I let myself, you know, be open to whatever because I don't like at first I was like, yeah, I, tra- I train Chun-Li and Bison. But then people are just kind of like, oh, well, do you train anybody else? And I'm like, well, I can. Let's just try it. And so and it's worked out. So it's, you know, been pretty helpful. How did you end up with Chun-Li as, like, your, the main that you were known for playing in Street Fighter 4? Mm-hmm. Well... So, like, when I first started playing Street Fighter 4, I had my eyes on other characters. Like, I wanted some... I basically let my, my, my friend that was teaching me the game, he was like, I know traditional fighters are not your thing yet. I know execution can be a problem. Like, I still have problems doing Dragon Punch. Um, and so, like, maybe you should use the charge character. Because I wanted to pick one character, and he literally just said, no, that character's too hard for you. Don't do it. So I was like, okay, well, let me play boxer, like the boxing guy, Barum. And he's like, all right, try it. But then I was missing some buttons, and he's like, well, we got to com- you know, combinate to what your buttons are. So you need jab, and you need all these little things to make it work. And so I designed my button layout. I was like, this is the best thing that I can do. Uh, that's generally works, because in that game, you needed six buttons. And the way I played was four buttons. And there was work ways to do other stuff too with just four buttons, but I had to learn to do it. Like it took me a while. Like sometimes I had to hold this button to do this, but you know, to make this work or something. It was just very intricate. So um, we tried out the boxer. It wasn't really working out because I needed a certain button. And then he went to Chun Li and he's all like, actually, like he was like looking through all my buttons. He's like, mm, I think you can use this character. Um, you know, the, the buttons that you, that you don't have, it's like, it's like not super necessary. So I started playing Pumpkin Lee and, and I actually got the hangover and, and started learning things. And I was learning things years and years, like even like more, like years after I got known or known with Chun Lee, uh, I just started learning more about what I can do and can't do and playing around with the buttons and things like that. And, uh, it was really, really nice. It was really great to finally get someone. It's one of those unfortunate things where, like, where I was kind of talking about, and, and they had button mapping, but, like, it was still, I was still missing a button. What I've always wanted was an extra, like, face button or two so that I can reach it. Because the problem is that I can't reach the top buttons. Mm-hmm. So I can only reach those four face buttons, and then my right hand can kind of use the, the right trigger, and that's it. So I was still going to miss buttons even if I button mapped. I was still going to miss out on stuff. So, like, I've always was interested in trying other characters and wanting to play this and that, but I was always, like, like if I wanted to be competitive, I had to play Chun. Couldn't really play anyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of, like, played Bison. I kind of played Poison a little bit, but it was more, like, if I had to play for money, I, I can only play, like, Chun. So it was one of those things where I, I – and even in the new ones, like, 
in Street Fighter Five, I was kind of in the same boat. We're like, yeah, I can play a lot of characters, but I can never feel comfortable without Chun because I can't really use all the buns that mm-hmm. that are designed in the game. So, um, but I try to make the best of it. It works out, and um, you know, I don't I don't really complain about it. I just you know, if I lose, it's because it's on me. I don't really blame the game or my disability or something like that. I just you know, I messed up so. Like, I won't join a tournament unless I feel like I can win it. Yeah. And so, you know, if I lose, it's because of me, not because of anything else, and kind of just learn and move on. And so, but it would be nice to have two more buttons. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. And so, yeah. is it crazy to feel like to, 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 it's, you've been traveling for tournaments and competing now for, what, 15 years? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I desperately, like, miss it now. I mean, right now it's like, you know, even we've, we've been going through this, you know, virus thing, and it's just we're all like, there's just no tournaments. Mm-hmm. Everything's online. I try not to even do online tournaments anymore because it's just, I just miss being around people. I miss being around friends. I miss um, the live action. You know, just being mm-hmm. able to compete with others. Um, you know, and and it's certainly something that uh, it doesn't grow old on me for sure. I, I'm always. <laughs> ready to compete or, you know, get to the next tournament. I'm always trying to – actually, last year was, like, the most I've ever traveled. I actually got to travel to Florida and California and Vegas and, you know, some parts of here in Texas too. So uh, it was, like, the most tournaments I've ever been to. And um, I was just happy to be on a team when we were – Street Fighter League and actually win a season and mm-hmm. you know, like I said, like the compete the competitiveness inside me is still there. I still love to, you know, I I used to be, unfortunately, like when when I was starting in my career in melee, I was also a big Halo player too. Like like not competitively, but I was really like into Halo, and so you know the community you know, back then it was it was really like. I, I wouldn't say, like, I ever got toxic. I never became a toxic player. But I did have my fair share of, like, you know, you know, talking, you know, bad about someone, like, gaming-wise. Like, oh, you suck or something, right? And so Melee kind of grew that, too. And, and it was always in me to, like, be that kind of player. Like, like I always try to, like, do it to, you know, hit them mentally or, like, you know, get them mad or something so that I get an edge or something. And so I haven't do it. I don't do it now. I don't trash talk. <laughs> I think that's the word I was trying to say. It's trash talking. Uh, and I I don't do it as much as I used to. I used to like do it a lot um, because I didn't really care because like I was just more of like you know hey like it doesn't bother me if you tell me so. Like, I used to hear all the things like everything in the world, and I used to hear it from my locals or my friends like they would tell me all the shit, and I was like you know like maybe sometimes it would it would annoy me. But most of the time, like, it kind of grew my skin that way. And so, like, when I was going to doing melee tournaments and stuff, I was like that. Maybe not with people that I don't know, mm-hmm. but if it's someone that kind of gave me that vibe of, like, oh, like, he's, he's being cocky or something, I'll do it. Like, I'll trash talk him. And it's in Street Fighter, I'm just not like that. I'm more of, like, I feel like I'm more of, like, a teacher kind of thing or, like, a mentor kind of thing. And even if I'm beating someone, I'll teach them. I'll tell them, like, hey, like, maybe you're doing this wrong or, like, you know, maybe you should try, you know, doing this a little bit. And then, you know, sometimes they, they'll come back to me and they'll be like, oh, I want my next match because of your advice. And I was like, there you go, you know. But there's still in me, like, I still like to have, you know, friendly banter with other people and and just, you know, keep it. I always try to keep it friendly, but 
there's sometimes like a little spark in me that's just like, maybe I should just push it. Let's just see where it goes. <laughs> nah, I just kind of don't know anymore. I, mean, I went. I, I just feel like I'm. I've kind of outgrown it a little bit, but it's been fun, and I and I I feel like I'm I'm grateful that I haven't really, you know, been infamous with people or annoy other people or whatever. It's just been pretty fun and friendly, but you know, that competitive nature strong. Yeah, competitive kind of strength. So. You know what I'm talking like. Have you ever been that felt that way? Like, I try not to. I I try not to shit talk, but I have been guilty of it. Um, I get a little cocky, even though I most of the time I have no reason to. I'm not like exceptionally <laughs> great at any game, but when but I do like to win. Um, oh. Smash Brothers, I get real heated playing Smash. Um, but I really in Smash Four, I've I. I really, really enjoyed, um, at the time it came out, I would have friends come over and we would have eight people playing at a time all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just, it was fun, but it would get really heated. But it, of course it's like, you're, it was always my good friend. So we could shit talk each other well, lovingly. Uh, <laughs> like, our parties, like, you know, you're, you're going to get a fight. You're going to have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be fun at the end. Yeah, that's fun. As long um, as everybody's consenting, you know, to the, to yeah, the shit talk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, do you play anything else on there, like then Smash? Um, I play I play Overwatch. Um, is the other is the competitive game that I play a lot of now. I played League of Legends for probably five or six years before that. I'm not. I grew up playing games by myself mostly, so I never like if I played games like Mario Party on the N64, I was playing versus CPUs. Um, (laughs) I didn't really have other kids that I played games with, so I didn't really develop a taste for like online competitive games till I was in college, like ten years ago. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I picked up League of Legends like my freshman year of college in 2010, and I got started and actually helped start the. the esports com- organization, like the conglomerate organization at a- at Texas A and M, where I went to school, oh, um, nice. like there were some groups, like the, there was a fighting game group that had been around for a long time. That they they had weekly mini tournaments that they would always do. Um, there was a StarCraft group. There was like a Dota group. There was a League of Legends group. But we ended up. I helped kind of combine all of them into an overarching group where there was a little bit there we had tournaments and lands uh, and stuff like that and that was a lot of fun so I really awesome. enjoy the I like I, I, I love going to tournaments uh, I like I, my favorite I went to MLG in 2012 in Dallas um, and it was like oh. right when Halo 4 came out people were playing Street Fighter people were playing um, League of Legends so it's really oh. why I went at first but it was like the like the first big tournament that they were doing for Halo Four, like oh, nice. when it was coming out. Uh, so I really enjoy esports as a whole. Um, uh-huh. I, like I said, I'm not an exceptional game player. I just enjoy them. My whole I've always yeah, enjoyed yeah. Them. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I play League when it came out too. Um, <laughs> oh. I actually played on controller. Um, and wow. it was, yeah, because there was like a program that my friend showed me. It was like something joystick or I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it, but literally let me, you know, configure buttons. Like my buttons could be whatever. Mm-hmm. So the only problem was, and I hope you don't laugh at me, is that uh, I had to play like on camera fix mode, basically. Like I couldn't move. I don't like, judge you. <laughs> I applaud so, like, you though. Yeah. And so like, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to be like, oh yeah, I'm this sick jungler, even though I picked rat. Like I love Ramus back then. Um, <laughs> like, I was always a support main or whatever, and I always like like I love playing Sona, 
Probably because he kind of looked like Chunny with the pigtails. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I like played. Like, yeah, like I played Nami. that, or I play. Uh, I like playing Leona, and I like playing uh, when when Thresh came out. It was like my favorite. I freaking love Thresh. But like I, I I played, and I mean I wasn't like super great. Like I think the best I got was like gold one or something. I, mm-hmm. I was almost a plan that I never got it. I was just like, well, you know, whatever. But I mean. It was just fun. Like I was like really interested in playing that. I do play Overwatch here and there. Like mm-hmm. same thing with like with a controller and stuff. I play, but like those kind of character, like those kind of games. Like I did play Halo as well, but literally like my Halo career was where's the shotgun? Let me go hide in the corner somewhere, and I'll just shoot <laughs> in the back. That was literally all my Halo career was. I was never good at anything else. Um, but uh, like Overwatch, I just do support stuff. I mean, it's like Mercy, you know, I. It wasn't like super hard. You just got to be smart about it and stuff like that. But I play with people here and there, you know, try to be like, like semi okay. I try, I think like back then, I always try to be like, not the reason we lost. Sometimes I was. And I, and I, admit I hear it, that to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I wasn't the reason, but if I have, like, I'll take the blame. But yeah, it's, it's, those, those games are really fun. It's just like not. Like obviously, I put like I try to find like something that I'm really really good at. So I was like, oh, I'll just play Street Fighter. <laughs> Very else? cool. I-, I meant to ask earlier, um, really obviously, um, but so your username is Broly Legs. Can what? you explain what the inspiration for your like your gamer sure, name, yeah. gamer tag? So Smash mainly, I was always Broly. Like I was always Broly, no legs, was just Broly. Uh, obviously, because of Dragon Ball, I was a big fan of Dragon Ball. Uh, well, like, well, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan since I was a, since I was a little kid, <laughs> and so uh, Broly was like this big villain, you know, big, you know, big. It was like the, the way I like to explain it is like if you see what Broly looks like, he's like this big muscle guy or whatever, right? Really tall muscle. Like it's just literally like sixty percent of him is like chest muscles or whatever, just muscles all around, and so. Um, I try to say like my my competitive like spirit is that like the image of that. Obviously, you look at me and I'm just like oh you know this frail like you know disabled guy or whatever. But like when I'm in the zone, I'm competing. I feel like that's what represents me the best. I'm like really you know ruthless. I really like to win. I really like to like you know be dominant like that. So I always thought Broly was a good fitting. I mean, obviously, I like the character, so I thought it was a good fitting for me. And then the legs part. So my one of my friends when I got interviewed. Like cross cutter, like you let like like nine years ago, ten years ago. Um, my friend at that time signed me up as Broly Legs just as a joke, <laughs> and it was just funny to him because he was like, "Yeah, I'm just put Broly Legs," and I was like, "Why I just put Broly?" And he's like, "Whatever." And so whenever they did the interview, they said Broly Legs on camera, and I was like, "Yup, that's me." And so like he just stuck with me the whole time. I could never <laughs> get rid of it. Like articles came out after that, and this and that, and just said Broly Legs, Broly Legs. And so, like, I just couldn't get away from it because people were already calling me Rolex. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll just call you Rolex. <laughs> I don't know. But people still say Broly. I mean, I don't know when's the last time anyone has called me Mike in the last few years. My parents <laughs> call me Broly or Broly. My brother calls me Broly, but his girlfriend calls me Broly. So, like, I, I, it's become my name now, um, just Broly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty, I, I, I love the, the nickname. I always wanted to change it. And I'm just like, I guess I'll just keep it. I, ne- I never do it. Just, it's kind of stuck with me. So yeah. Just. Yeah. I always find usernames to be 
just really interesting. Um, at least with the yeah. programmers too. Yeah, some people can have some play as ones, and I'm just like, <laughs> like packs. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like there's nothing special too much for that, you know. So I, I mean, I didn't try to be like super crazy with mine, but then mine ended up being pretty unique. So I was like, all right, it's pretty cool. And Broly Legs is how everybody can find you, right? On social media and on Twitch. Yeah, yeah pretty much everything. I, I post, you know, everywhere on Twitch, on YouTube. I'm trying to try to make my YouTube bigger, but I just I'm super like I wanna make content and I wanna be great at it, but I'm also super like like unless I'm doing fighting game stuff, which I I know I need to do more, I'm super like lazy when it comes to like I just upload Twitch streams and I'm just like Hey guys, you want to follow? You know, you missed out on this action. You can watch <laughs> my stuff here, you know. And um, but yeah, everywhere else you can Twitter and Facebook and you know Instagram and all that stuff. I try to keep up with everything, but Instagram is usually either the dog that we have here that I'm pick, taking pictures of, or like you know something that I'm buying or whatever, or cloud. That I just <laughs> Perfect. Well, I will have links on my website to your social media, to your YouTube channel, to your Twitch channel, so everybody can find you super easily. And is there anything else that you want to say that since I've got you on before we sign off? Well, um, you know, I, I want to thank you for having me on your show. It was really great talking to you and, and all that stuff and, and getting to know you and, and also get, you know, having you know me and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's it's one of those things where I really like getting onto these these uh, interviews and, and sharing, you know, what goes on in my life and what's been, you know, what's happened in my life. Because you can, you can, it could be really easy for, like, a person like me to be like, man, I haven't done anything, you know, I don't feel like I'm worth or I don't feel like. I lived up to anything. And then when you get reminded or you look back on these things, like even the littlest things that you, that I've done can mean a whole lot to other people. And so if that is something that's very positive and can impact someone positively in their life, then I'll continue doing it. Even if I feel like it's not a lot, you know, even if I feel like I uploaded this one little video or whatever, you know, if I, if I said this one little line that's, made an impact and made a positive impact on someone's life, then that's what I want to do and I'll continue doing it. So that's why I love doing these interviews and I love doing all these things so I can keep, you know, being a positive info, a force to people's everyday lives, especially in days like today or like, you know, like what we're going through today and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I really appreciate, you know, you having me on here. It's really Absolutely. I was really excited that you agreed to come onto the show. Um, do you have any free advice for people who are aspiring to be competitive fighting game players? Well, uh, yeah, I, I always tell people, pick someone that you really like and enjoy. Learn the combos that they have and always ask questions to people that are willing to give you free quest, you know, advice. You know, I've always, I always tell people like what I'm screaming, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, uh, I say it as a kind of like a joke, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll help you out on the set, you know. I usually save it for subscribers, but I'll just give it to you for free anyways. And I'm, I always do it anyways. I always give it to free. I always leave the option open. If someone asks me a question, I always answer it. And so always look out or look for people that are willing to help you. Um, you know, I didn't do this by myself. I had a great community. And I even have my brother and my family and my mom that helps me a lot, you know, getting to this level of, of being a good player. 
And so don't feel ashamed or don't feel like, oh, I don't have what it takes. I don't want you to waste your time. Because I've had that happen to me so many times where people are just like, I don't want to waste your time. I'm like, I've literally trained someone that literally bought the game the day before we trade. So like, you're not going to waste my time. If you have the passion for it, if you have enough care, if you really want to try and make it something, then just ask me, you know, and I'll definitely help you. And if you want to make it something long-term, then, you know, you can definitely hire me as a coach and I can definitely do it for you. So perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, like I said, I'll have links to your social media, to your Twitch, to your YouTube channel, all on my, the show notes for the episode for the show. Um, it'll be in the description of the episode, wherever it is that you're listening as well. Spotify, iTunes, or wherever. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll have show notes for today's episode up on cakebites.com. Don't forget to like and follow the show on social media so you can keep up with updates as well as on Twitch so you can get updates when I finally go live. And yeah, I think that's everything. See y'all next time. Hey you. Yeah, you. You ever wonder what it means to be a good person, or how we can ever be sure we know anything? Whether the world we see around us is even real? And do you also enjoy computer games? Well, then Philosophy Raga is the podcast for you. 
Each episode, I take a look at an idea from philosophy and explain it using video games as a lens. It's a Philosophy 101 course cleverly disguised as a light-hearted show about gaming, or a very silly show about gaming attempting to masquerade as an academic production. Available wherever you get your podcasts, Philosophiraga is part of the Little Fella Media Podcast Network and the well-made family of podcasts. So join me to have a good time and maybe even learn some stuff. That's Philosophiraga, the video games and philosophy podcast.